SAFM leading the conversation. Night Talk, Monday to Thursdays, 10 to midnight. It is 12 minutes after 10 p.m. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for the honor and the pleasure of your company. Uh, Koromos, Uganda, Zambia, Egypt, and Senegal were some of the countries, or at least were the countries, that formed a delegation uh, that are seeking to be an interlocutor between Russia and peace and, and Ukraine, trying to establish and negotiate peace between the two nations. It's obviously an incredibly complex matter, right? It is. It gets more complex as time goes by because it's no longer just a war between the two countries, right? It, it, it has turned into a fully-fledged proxy battle. Is Africa able to pierce through the stubbornness of what is now a NATO proxy engagement or a NATO proxy conflict uh, between, again, NATO and Russia, the conduit and the proxy here being uh, the Ukraine? It's very, very difficult. I mean, Uganda should just maybe go to its own neighbors and try and establish peace there. But it seemingly can't. Can it do this in Russia? Am I being too cynical? Am I being unfair on them? Dr. David Matsanga, an international relations analyst, is with us. Dr. Matsanga, good evening. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really do appreciate this. Do we have the depth uh, of negotiating prowess to be able to be an effective interlocutor as a collective of African nation states? Seemingly, South Africa is not part of it, but it certainly has the endorsement of President Cyril Ramaphosa, who had a courtesy call uh, with Vladimir Putin and Zelensky, uh, you know, f- at least telling them that he supports this and that the delegation will be visiting them soon. Do we have it at all? Uh, first of all, thank you very much to all our listeners across the continent of Africa and the world. Uh, <laughs> this is a very sad, a, a, a sad, in fact, it is very laughable to, to even start talking about it. Uh, people in Ukraine and Russia are dying on both sides. But what is more laughable is to say African delegation African delegation going to sort a problem of Ukraine and Russia when Sudan across near Uganda, a few kilometers away, like a thousand kilometers away, Sudan is burning. Is burning to, to death. Now, for you to tell me that African leaders have united or they have chosen somebody some few people to go to see the president of ukraine and the president of russia it's laughable what are you going to tell them what do you have to tell them Mm, mm. do we have the muscle if you talk and they agree what will you put do you have the troops to put in the to 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 get a ceasefire where is time wasting and money wasting the little money that we have as africans Let's feed our people and allow these two countries, superpower, one superpower against another superpower, which is a proxy, is using a proxy to fight Mm. Russia. Let them go back to the United Nations Security Council. Any international analyst, anybody who went to school and studied international relations, not those who stopped outside the compound, will tell you it is a laughable issue for you to go and stop a superpower, a member of the United Nations Security Council, permanent member, that is fighting another permanent member through Ukraine or Ukraine 
being used as a proxy to fight Russia mm. and say you stop. And in Africa, you have not even sort of a, a war between a cat and a rat. Yeah. I mean, maybe African states in, in individually may not have the necessary uh, clout or sway to be able to broker peace. Uh, but collectively, I think there is power in the collection, right? And as a collective interlocutor representing the voice of the block or the continent, surely there's a little bit of depth to that uh, that can sway uh, either country in a different direction in terms of how they view and approach uh, this uh, conflict. How? Tell me how. How are they? They are going to do what? Which cannot be done by United Nations Security Council. What are they going to tell? Mm. When you say the body, which body? AU? AU is, is, is dead. He's a walking corpse. AU has been captured by the French. You, you notice that there are so every French former colony has got a, a war. Show mm. me one that has no war. Show me. I can name for you. Burkina Faso, Ivory Coast, Cote d'Ivoire, which is Ivory Coast, Guinea, Mali, Cameroon, DRC Congo. Show me. Central African Republic. Show me. Let Africans hear. This AU has been captured. And we have these wars in the Sahara region. We have wars now in Sudan. We have wars everywhere, even coming as far as Cape Delegado in Mozambique. A war mm. that was planted there by Total Oil. You see, mm. where Total Oil goes, you find Qatar and the Gulf states going there. So why can't we solve? We can't even solve Democratic Republic of Congo. Mm. Uganda is a neighbor of Democratic Republic of Congo. Yeah, it it sent troops into Congo, but it has not solved the problem of Congo. Now, when you tell me they are collectively, what collectiveness? What? Okay, after talking to them, where will you where will you take your opinion? <laughs> but this is not a no, no, a, a, this is a very serious question yeah. to our viewers, our, our listeners. After you have talked to Zelensky and uh, Putin, what so you bring the, the resolution to African Union or where do you take them to? You take them to NATO, you take them to United Nations Security Council. Mm. These are members of the United Nations Security Council. It is up to the Secretary General of United Nations. To stand now and say, hey, you are members of the United Nations Security Council. All of you were submandated under Chapter 7 of the United Nations Security Council uh, to keep peace. You are not keeping peace in the world. You are now creating war in the world. Regional peace has been disrupted. Global peace has been disrupted. Ukraine and is affecting the war between Ukraine and Russia has affected the economies of the world. You have created instability. Stop it. Now, you tell me African six heads of state, our president, my president of Uganda, His Excellency General Seven, did not go because he was not feeling well. He, he, he is still recovering from uh, 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 some mild 
uh, operation, uh, uh, the, you know, what took, what he told us, what it was COVID. He's not, go he's not gone. I'm happy he didn't go there because as a, a general, a fighter on the ground, I would have been shocked if yeah. he went there. Yes. And I, 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 as a freedom fighter myself from Tanzania, I would have told him, Your Excellency, what are you going there to do? Yeah. What? Yeah. These two countries know what they want. Therefore, for me, there is nothing. We have wasted the little money that we are going. Some people might come here and tell us, oh, we are going to get, what are you going to get there? Another point that I want to score for you. If it is His Excellency Ramaphosa worried about Putin coming to South Africa, let him come to South Africa. Let Putin come to South Africa. I have no, no, no respect for International Criminal Court. Mm. It is not a court. Before, the before International we, Criminal Court, yeah, is, I, 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 I want to pause you there. Yeah, tangentially, we I think we'll circle back to that point. But I perhaps want to, uh, you know, draw your attention back to uh, the previous question around the power of the collective. Um, this is obviously not a, a war that is inconsequential to Africa as a continent. It this war, for instance, has sent the entire continent into a, a inflationary uh, uh, spiral as a result of constraints on the on the global supply chain constraints on energy supply constraints on uh, caused by uh, the, the the sanctions placed on russia and of course if you have any sort of relationship with russia that makes trade very very difficult many 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 countries on the continent trades with russia and china which seemingly also is getting hurt in this right so the financial cost uh, and that's translating into the human cost is something very acutely felt by african nation states Surely then, given the impact that this conflict has, it would be imprudent uh, on African uh, heads of state to passively sit by and be observers of this conflict and not roll up their sleeves and with whatever muscle they have, however limited it may be, try and broker any sort of peace, especially if it can speed up by some miracle the end of this war, bringing some sort of relief to the financial impact it has had on African nation states. And let me pick it from there. You are looking at an economic point of view that you are uh, uh, you're, you're focusing your light. But I want also to ask you a question. What made us to reach where we are today? We as an African continent, as Africa, we are endowed, endowed with quite a lot of Everything God made us different from them. Actually, to be honest, we are different. We have rainfall, we have good sunshine, we have good weather, we have good everything. Few places in Africa have very bad weather, extreme weather that does not allow us to grow wheat. We are just very lazy. And here, that's why we find ourselves even going for things that even God and Angel Gabriel is saying, why are you wasting your time going there? If mm. they ask Angel Gabriel, why are we going to Ukraine and or Russia, Moscow? He will tell you, you are wasting your time. This war is already beyond any repair. 
even where they are going, if you are talking about an economic aspect that has prompted African leaders and they can't sit and wait, the dam has blown, has been blown, and the water is everywhere, killing three quarters. I think you were watching BBC last night or the other day. The dam has destroyed half of the places where grain, grain, the, the so-called grain uh, was grown where they, they, everybody is crying for wheat, 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 flour, and from Ukraine. The water is everywhere. Three quarters of the Ukraine is underwater from a dam which has polluted the place. So, brother, as you say, it is they can't sit and wait. What are they going to do? Right, it will need a, another Marshall Plan, second to the one of World War II, that will rebuild Russia, um, uh, Ukraine back to an exporting engine so that it can export to Africa. What Africans are going there to seeking, maybe they can have some financial gains if the war ended. So for me, I would put the costs versus the outcome and say i would rather have my little money in congo save it and build one dispensary or prepare myself for the new covid which they are saying is on the way than to waste money on a plane hotels five planes not all of them they didn't go in one plane you know, by nature, they don't sit in one plane. <laughs> yeah, so that, that would be a real security risk. Planes. No, honestly, look at the cost. Yeah. We are having six planes with about four, 200 people so far. About that, because the Africa uh, delegation presidents know how to fill in people for shopping and so many other things. <laughs> so this, this is a, a waste of time. I'm not being... I, 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 I sympathize with the people dying on the, in Ukraine. But I'm being very analytical, straightforward, telling the world, telling it as it is. This money could help people in South Africa in hospitals where you are trying to put an NHS system equivalent to the Brit Britain where I am right now. Yeah. And this could be very good for, for the world. This money could help people in Uganda with a dispensary. This money could help people in Congo, a poorest country in Congo forest. That the president is climbing a plane to go under sort of a war in Ukraine. This is the most, the, 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 the tragedy of Africa is we have lacked the leaders to speak are gone. Yeah. The last leader who could speak for Africa was Mugabe. He's gone. Since Mugabe left, African Union and Africa has become a laughing stock. I mean, they we were a laughing stock well, well before Mugabe's departure. Uh, it's not as though uh, Africa wasn't in uh, a you know uh, tumultuous. Uh, relationship with the West uh, while Mugabe was alive. It certainly has been the case. But thanks a lot for your yeah, time. But Mugabe, uh, uh, the, 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 I, I, I want to tell you, my brother, Mugabe was all honest. He could tell you I'm not coming. I'm sorry. Yeah. If Mugabe was alive, if Nyerere was alive, if Kaunda was alive, if Obote was alive, Jomo Kenyatta, Sekuture, Gabriel Nasa, Kwame Nkrumah, Amir Kabro, Patricia Lumumba, Samora Marshall, 
look at these leaders. Senghor, they would say, I'm sorry, we are not coming. It's your problem. This problem is NATO versus Russia, communism versus capitalism. It is not our war. It is a cold war that has been brought, shifted on our continent. We have been caught up because we have been receivers, recipients of free things. And Matthew, it, 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 God, God is not, God, at whatever he is, does not cheat. Ukraine was selling a lot of bad things on the continent of Africa. You want arms, second-hand arms, Ukraine. You hand second-hand helicopters, Ukraine. Mercenaries, Ukraine. Have you seen that? Have but you seen? Absolutely, so is the case with Russia, listen. right? I mean, so is the case with Russia and no, the African both, continent, both right? both countries, Russia yeah. and Ukraine, both yeah. of them, both of them were selling us mercenaries. You yeah. want mercenaries, you go to Russia. You want second-hand guns, you go, you go to Ukraine. Ukraine. In fact, we have to be very careful the German government was warned by the opposition that be careful, count the guns that you are giving Ukraine. After the war is over, Ukraine will start selling us these guns. And yet we, they got them free from NATO. Mm. Be careful. Okay. Yep. And I'm watching as, a, as an African analyst who has studied the subject to the last Ioton planet Earth. Let anybody, whether white, yellow, brown, green can come and challenge me we are watching we are not going to sit by and allow the little taxpayers money that could help people in africa to pretend that we are going to create peace in ukraine and and and, and, and russia what okay how do you enforce the peace how yeah. do you have troops Dr. Matsanga, unfortunately, that's all we have time for this evening. We're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you very much, brother. Call me again all the time. I'm ready. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. It is half past 10. On the other side of this, we're going to be speaking about whether or not the social stigma and, of course, the price attached to it, both socially as well as financially, to being a plus-size person it's something that's fair. Obviously, it's not. I don't think it is. Maybe you do, and we'll debate it. But the real question that I'm interested in around it is how we can undo that stigma and make the world a much more fairer and accessible place to everybody, regardless of ability and size. All of that's coming up on the other side of this. Give me a call, 86 Music. Good